Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, you guys, it's time. It's that time of year, baby. Full year cycle. We got to talk about corn. Oh, yeah. We should, because head, repping the roach, only fair. We are talking about Untouchables by corn today. We're going to get all into that. So buckle up. But first, we got to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? Who is? So we got an email from listener Sanok. And he said, can you guys do a discussion on some of the sickest new metal turntable scratches? Hopefully this is not a topic that has already been discussed before on the podcast. Thanks. Well, this is a triggering email, <laughs> given that DJ Worm oh, yes. put us through it last week. He did. He did. Um, man, sickest new metal turntable scratches. So if we're going to rank our DJs. Okay, so you got DJ Lethal. You've got uh, Sid Wilson in Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you've got, let's see. Who's the guy in Incubus? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess he's not in the running. He's not anymore. in the running then. DJ Worm. Okay. DJ Worm. Obviously, DJ Worm, very fresh in our minds. Uh, DJ last week. Lethal. D- uh, yep. So, DJ Lethal. Um, who, who else am I missing, Jenny? Is there a DJ in Lincoln Park? D- yes. yes. Mr. Han. Mr. Yeah. Han is very good. Hmm. DJ from Mushroom Head? No. That's his name. Yeah, DJ from Mushroom Head? No. I don't, I, I don't remember his name. It's probably like. Ooge penis or some shit like that or pig <laughs> penis. I'm I'm guessing, but I'm probably not wrong. I would say if we're talking sickest, it's Sid. Because Sid's got all the sick drops for those slipknot songs. Surfacing, all that stuff. Sick, the whole intro. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say sickest Sid in Slipknot. Jenny. I reading this question made me realize that I never think about DJs. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> Unfortunately, I am useless in this discussion. I'm just going to go with DJ Worm. Okay. For uh, recency bias? Uh, recency bias and also sustain. <laughs> there you go. He is very sustained. Yeah. Matt? I got to go lethal. Okay. Got to go lethal. Got to go lethal. All right. Here we go. There you have it. Thank you so much for writing in. Jenny, we have an email from Gage. We sure do. Gage Johnson writes in and says, I've been listening through the podcast the past month or so, and I'm currently on episode 42. I was wondering if you guys are going to go over any pretty new new metal bands like D.E.D. Is that dead? Dead. Dead or Kane Hill at some point. I know they aren't from back during the time when new metal was popular, but there are some newer bands that I think would go in the canon. You guys may have answered this at some point, but I don't believe I've heard anything about it yet. Am I listening? Thanks. Well, uh, and you know, we've done a few new ones. Some have gone great. My ticket home. Mm-hmm. Some have not gone great. Suicide Silence. Right. True. So it's it's always uh, it's uh, it's fraught with peril. But we've had uh, a few, you know. Dead has been recommended. Kane Hill. Another one that's a big push is Issues. The band Issues. Right. That's been a big push. And let's not forget. Oh, yes. A little band whose name I forgot. 
Let's not forget the man's name you forgot. Um, <laughs> wow, Matt. Um, you, you really cued yourself up for that one. I know. What a, hey, what a great job Matt does on the show. Thank you, me. Um, no, my boy, White. Um, oh, Motionless in White. Chris Motionless. Yes. You're right. I listened to that record. Like the whole thing. It's got some fucking crushers. But it also is like a bit of a Marilyn Manson boy in some parts. So it's not as full new metal as, say, My Ticket Home's album or Cane Hill or Dead. Or I don't know why. I want to call them now D.E.D. Because you did that. I want to be like D.E.D. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what we haven't done. I mean, I think the last one was My Ticket Home, which was like, I don't know, 70 episodes ago or something like that. So True. We may be due to do some new boys. I would do a new boy. Yeah. Some new new. Let's do some new new. Yeah. So there you go. We'll do some new new soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for writing it. Some new new. Uh, yeah. If you want to say hello, you can say hello on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all Roach Coach on those. Or send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it. Untouchables by Corn. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on June 11th, 2002. Come down. That is the come down. That is the come down. Jenny, history with Untouchables. Um, this yeah, when this album came out, I didn't listen to it. I was definitely too cool. This was right around the time I was graduating high school. Um, but I remember it coming out. Uh, I remember it being very popular, and uh, I remember thinking that people who listened to it were dorks. Ooh, yeah. so, I know, I know, I got him because I was so cool. I was listening to Ben Folds Five. <laughs> so got him. Oh got yeah. Uh, you don't like Red House Painters? Fucking <laughs> dorks. <laughs> I'm very cool. Uh, but yeah, this this album cover very familiar to me. Lots of uh, like melting children or something. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe it. Uh, mm. Lauren. I gotta believe you bought this the day it came out. This is a day of CD you have here in your hands. Uh, yeah, I was all ready to go for New Corn. We'd been, I mean, been th- almost three years. Yeah. And I was, um, I remember the spring before that summer, they sent the Here to Stay single to my college radio station. And I was like, give me that. Put that in my hot hands. We gotta give that some spins. And I remember thinking, though, yeah, it's corn, like cornerback. And they're not like there'd been all the talk about how much this record cost. And we'll get into that. But it was like you give them a million dollars, you give them a billion dollars. It's JD and some crunch. And we got, yeah, we got corn. They're here. Uh, So, yeah, I did. Yeah, I got this one uh, day of release. And uh, I was working at Chuck E. Cheese that summer. And we could play any music we wanted in the back room. So, you know, Untouchables getting them spins while making that za. <laughs> A lot of great pizzas made to some of these rockers. Mad Nas, history with Untouchables. Gotta say, Here to Stay had the single. Mm. But do you know why I had that single there, Lauren? No, I don't. Oh, maybe because a little guy named Jimmy Urine from Mindless uh, Self-Indulgence did a remix of oh, Here to Stay. Mindless Self-Indulgence just constantly bringing new metal to you, Matt. I know. You've always been on this road, my friend. I guess so. <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, MSI was like, look, 
you got to be prepped and ready. You got to be ready. Because one day it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, Beyond Here to Stay, this wasn't a big record for me, obviously. Mm -hmm. Before we dig too deep into it, I know that we talk about the album art. Here's another pretty, I hate to say it, iconic cover. Like Corn hitting you with these covers like... I'm not going to mistake that album cover for anything other than Korn's Untouchables. Yeah, and and you know also for I remember when I heard that they were calling the album Untouchables, it felt like a real flex of like, hey, we've been gone for a minute. You can't you can't fuck with the Kings. We're the Kings of New Metal. We're the Kings of this game. We're untouchable. We can't be stopped. Like I was like, damn, fucking Korn. They're laying it out. And um, and you're right. This is a very iconic, iconic cover. Uh, like, I like I never thought of it. But Jenny is right. These are melting children. <laughs> these Love kids, to be right about melting. Children. These kids are dissolving. And the, for the one in front, his, his nose is bleeding. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's eerie and uncomfortable. Uh, I'm trying to see who uh, who did this art, because I don't believe this is this does not appear to be uh, a Todd McFarlane situation like in the past. I'll, I'll I'll keep looking as we go through the episode. Jenny, who's in corn? Oh boy, on this album, or just in general, uh, we've got Jonathan Davis on vocals, Monkey on rhythm and lead guitars, Head on lead and rhythm guitars, Fieldy on bass, and David Silvera on drums. There you have it. Oh, I found it. Cover painting, inside artwork and lettering by Eric White. Eric White. Find him at ewhite.com. And uh, production on this album, I believe this is a first. It's uh, Michael Beanhorn. Am I saying that right? Beanhorn? I'm not his family. so You aren't his family. I'm not his family, so I don't know. Uh, He produced this record with Korn. And um, this was considered one of the most expensive albums of all time. There is no official word, but it is estimated that the total cost was four million dollars holy crap due to recording living expenses and keeping their 15 person crew on retainer for nearly two years to finish the album holy cow yeah apparently uh jonathan davis gave this quote to noisy he says we were coming off of issues and we wanted to make an amazing record and that's when we hooked up with michael bianhorn and his whole vision was to make an amazing sounding rock record that could never be made again I wanted to shoot a documentary about the record. We spent so much money, the drums alone, we spent a whole month just getting drum sounds. There were 50 mics just on the drum set that they picked out and tested. Usually I do my vocals and it takes me a month or two weeks, but just vocals, it took me five, almost six months. Sometimes I'd walk in and sing and he'd just say, go home, your voice ain't right. It was the peak and pinnacle of everything in corn. I still can't believe how much work went in on it. It was a lot. And uh, JD has said this is one of his favorite new metal albums, or favorite corn albums. And uh, he's described it as, I don't know if he described it or someone's described it as like the new metal Asia. Something like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, of what they've done. Okay. The, the big controversy with this record was that it leaked two months early with alternate track listing and song titles. And thus, when it actually came out in June, it debuted at number two under Eminem with 434,000 copies sold, which is much more than we've ever sold, but also a pretty good number, mm-hmm. I would think. And But 
it was uh, considered a disappointment. But this also is a thing where if you have this record done and it leaks and you still like, we're coming out June 11th, it's like two fucking months later, dude, just get it out there. That's what people learned. Yeah, they do that now. Well, no, I mean, they don't even have to worry about leaks anymore. Nobody nobody cares about leaks anymore because it's all on streaming. You just wait and it's on your Spotify. Right. Yeah. So like leak culture is kind of dead. But yeah, that that the fact that they were like, we're, we're sticking to this release date, you know. Um, John retags Jenny. What do we have? We have new metal and alternative metal. Mm, there you have it. And uh, I think I think that's everything. Um, we've got oh some quick reviews. Rolling Stone three stars. Entertainment Weekly a C. Wow. New York Daily News. New York Times favorable. And an enemy, enemy magazine, eight out of ten. So they were living for it. They were living for it. The Brits give them that untouchables. Some love. They love it. All right. I think we're ready to dive into this thing. Um, Also, just uh, before we start, Eric White also painted the cover to Tyler, the Creator's scumfuck flower boy. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. Eric does a lot of good work. Damn, that guy's working. All right. The first track is Here to Stay. That's uh, the boys are back in town. Oh, yeah. They're like, uh, hello, knock, knock. Remember us? It's corn, and we're here to stay. <laughs> Jenny, thoughts on here to stay? Uh, that's a, a classic song. I think it sounds huge. It sounds great. It sounds monstrous. It's amazing. You can hear all seven strings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All seven strings. All of them. All of them. I, I don't think we've talked about this in a while. So a lot of bands have five, four, three, two. Some bands don't even have guitars in their bands. It's fucked up. But Korn have guitars. They have two of them. And those two guitars have 
seven strings. And it creates what some might call the signature corn sound. Indeed. The sound that these seven strings make when you put in unison. One negative comment. <laughs> One. Listen, listen. I'm I just, petty. I never, there's never been a time on this show that I have said, I'm not petty. Yeah. I'm petty. Yeah. And listen, listen, <laughs> oh, you want us to talk about those strings? Am I not doing this bit with you? <laughs> oh, I'm petty. <laughs> so in closing, seven strings on these guitars <laughs> making tremendous noise. Signature corn signature, song. Signature corn. If you are listening to corn song, you are listening to seven, if not 14 strings being plucked, strummed. And Fieldy, come on. Oh, boy. Let's talk about Fieldy for a minute. Can we? He's bringing that crunch. He's bringing that chug. Is this like one of the most in-the-pocket corn songs? I don't know of another band who could pull this song off. Matt Nas. Yeah, Lauren's pointing at Matt. I am. Yes, that is it. Because here's the thing. Um, if you go on to like Apple Music and stuff, they'll do these like recommended for you things. And it sent me... I was like, oh, if you like this, you'll like this. And literally, it was a playlist of nothing but rip-off artists. They all sounded like like the CVS version or the dollar store version of groups I actually like. And one of them was some metal band who covered this song. And it sounded like they were playing with like plastic instruments in comparison to the sound of this thing. Six strings. Six strings, fives. I don't even know. I was like, did you go into the studio with like fucking four strings like a fucking amateur? Corn? And you know, Fieldy's putting an extra string on his bass. He's <laughs> rocking a five stringer. There are just strings everywhere. There's so many strings. strings. People roll into a corn studio and they're like, is this a band or are you puppeteers? Because there are so many strings. And then they're like, give us another $3 million and we'll tell you. We'll let you know. Uh, so yeah, this is a crusher. It's amazing. One of the great corn openers. And um, Jenny... This music video mm-hmm. is very special. Yes. Do you know why it's very special? Because the Hughes brothers made it? Because it is the debut of the bitch. That's right. That's right. I'm so used to the bitch. It's like yeah. it's always been here. The, yeah, that's the thing. I thought the bitch has always been around. The bitch did not make its debut until the, until the uh, Here to Stay video in which you get a shot of Jonathan Davis' hand caressing the entire mic stand so you get the full tour and uh that thing's got a lot of spikes on boobies it does have a lot of spikes on its boobies i love that that's the full tour the full tour. it literally the camera is panning up lovingly while jonathan davis's hands are just like like literally like check out the bitch and uh yeah i i honestly i didn't know that that was in the video. I feel like I'd seen this video a million times, but I didn't realize that I got I would get a loving caress moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's a pretty great great start. I was talking to Sweet Mitchell about this mm. being the premiere of the bitch yesterday over dinner. Yeah. And he said it makes no difference to the sound. And I put my fork down. What? And I said it's a point of visual interest. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the, Music is certainly mainly audio, but there is an image of a band. What? (laughs) Come on. They're POVI? Their point of visual interest? Yeah. They're POVI. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Jenny, Jenny, what are you talking about? Jenny, let's just remember, he had not had a drink of water all fucking day. You better stop it. (laughs) 
Um, songmeanings.com, no surprise, is insane. We have 167 comments on this Holy song. Shit. People are going in, going off. Jenny, did you have any favorites? Because there's a lot of novels in here. Uh, so. I just quit when I saw how many there were. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I actually went into like just the middle. Usually, if there's that many pages, just go in the middle and look mm. for something. There's uh, one from Risk mm. uh, on May 11, 2002, that says, "Or each bomb closer to Bin Laden." No idea what the context was mm. for that. Uh, I mean, th- other than yeah. the cultural and political climate. <laughs> Absolutely. Time. I like this one from Devil's Little Sister, who said, this has got to be one of my favorite corn songs of all time. I interpret it as involving self-destructive behavior, but realizing that you can't let your depression win and just let it kill you. You've got to take control of the hurt, seek revenge on those who've caused it, and not let the bastards beat you anymore. Good advice from Devil's Little Sister. Mm-hmm. Stomp them down before you stomp you, bro. And then uh, there was one other one I liked from Metal Six Hell Maker Six, who said, This song is very fast paced. It's like right there when you hear this song. You like to sing this song. It's one of those songs that you're like forever. It's going to be a future corn classic like Blind, Faggot, Daddy, Adidas, No Place to Hide, Good God, Freak on a Leash, Got the Life, My Gift to You, Falling Away from Me, Trash, Wake Up and Beg for Me. It's going to be one of those songs that will be a classic. There's also a weirdly huge push to get people to go to the COBOL website. COBOL is like an older programming language. There are several comments that are like, go check out COBOL. Go check it out. (laughs) Go check it out. And uh, finally, Corn Vixen Triple X said, I love this song. I like the lyrics and they sound pretty accurate to me. Good job, song meanings. It sounds nothing like anything in the debut. Peachy and peachy leader and issues. All corn songs are classics. The video to this song is awesome. Corn kicks ass. 12 exclamation points. Wow. So all corn songs are classics. They won a, a Grammy Best Metal Performance for this song. Uh, this video won awards at the Much Music Awards. Oh, hey. Yeah. Canadian love. Yeah. And uh, the people who directed this video also directed Menace to Society and Dead Presidents. There so you go. There you have it. There you have it. There you have it. Uh, up next, we've got a song called Make Believe. <laughs> I'm thinking out, thinking all the fuck people, thinking all the shit I love. They are all the things I've made straight from my eyes, begging all the same people, burning it the same people, somehow making me feel sad. 
Jenny, thoughts on Make Believe? Very weird song. Mm. I, I'd have to imagine that as a Corn fan, this was a bit of a shock. I would think, right? There was a lot of... So when the album leaked, it was different song titles and a completely different um, track listing, which they actually do have on the Wikipedia. And it seems that when... I don't know if it was an attempt to make the album more special and just not, you know, maybe that's why they needed two months to redo the track listing and change some of the titles. Yeah. This was uh, not initially the second song on the album. And that was something that came, actually came up in the enemy review that they were like, they love the album, but they were like the sequencing on this album makes no sense to me. Like they're like, it's like we start with this heavy crusher like here to stay, but then we immediately go into this weird song that feels like it should be actually like in a later half. And then the thing is that there's like, as we go through this, there's a bunch of songs on the tail end of this album that are like hard as fuck. Yeah. That like, but they're for some reason the back end. And so that has always been, I think, the only big complaint about this album is that the track listing just seems kind of all over the place. Like they just sort of mixed it up. And so you just have what this doesn't feel like. Yeah. Like track two on Follow the Leader is Freak on a Leash. Does um, the track listing from the leak make more sense? Uh, let's see. So. On the leak, I take that back. This is the second song on the leak as well, but the first song, uh, but Here to Stay is track seven. Weird. Which, that that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make a lick of sense. You open with Here to Stay or you, you go home. <laughs> Those are your only options. Only options. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a weird sort of moody boy and, you know, it, it sounds really big but still kind of, creepy so mm-hmm. it's like this i don't know like creepy monolith thing and then it has these interesting lyrics um i don't know interesting but uh, uh making the bitches i love make them die and go away and the line the shit seems to follow which is a pretty good jd line and um jd's vocals sound great mm-hmm. it was weird but did you like it was it a good weird i think so yeah. um i prefer heavier corn i think uh that's been well documented well documented um but i did like it i think at this point i'm already bought into corn mm-hmm. and it, it sounds great right mm-hmm. um and i i think if i had listened to this before we saw jonathan davis solo mm-hmm. i probably would not have understood or liked this song that much mm-hmm. but seeing him do his solo stuff i think sort of like opened my eyes to a different side of our boy mm-hmm. uh so Indeed. yeah i enjoyed it matt what'd you think i am amazed at how great this record sounds mm-hmm. like the last record that we did i had to crank it up in order to hear it mm-hmm. i was at almost the same space like volume wise and it was so substantially louder more present mm-hmm. and more like whoosh was like in my face more yeah sounds amazing i like i kind of like bloopy boys anyway mm-hmm. but i was like ooh, is this is this a different if i were a fan at the time and i heard this i would have been like what are you doing mm-hmm. where are we going yeah because we've already kind of taken a more poppy direction with the last record right and now I'm like, now we're going in a little more experimental. I'm not, I'm not sure. But then he comes in and he starts doing what he does, and it's like, okay, a little bit mm-hmm. back on board. But I'm, 
I would have been very cautious or just gone back to here to stay. <laughs> just put it here to stay again. Not a, not always a bad choice. No. Uh, songmeetings.com, of course, we've got uh, only 11 comments, actually. Um, my favorite from DJ Hitchell, who says, uh, Jonathan's voice sounds more pained and strained and uncommercial than any on the album, uh, than any other album. I think Jonathan's mind is so complex, his past so deep, we can sympathize but never really understand. He would be so interesting to interview unguarded, where he could just let it flow out. I'm so sure he'd just cry for days. I don't think he's the sort of person to talk, and his songs just seem to skim the subjects of how he feels. Wow. I'm mm-hmm. certain he would just cry for days. Indeed. And a uh, commenter, King Nothing, said, It's fucked up. Get really good at the same time. I love it. Yeah. Different levels of effort put into those comments, but mm-hmm. that's okay. That's all right. All right. Up next, we've got the song Blame. Go to one thirty for the actual chorus. You got it. That's a top tier corn chorus right there with a top tier corn pre-chorus too. There's a lot going on there. I'm a big fan of blame. I blame them for creating a great song. Wow. <laughs> Jenny, what'd you think of this one? Um, I liked it again. Sounds huge. I think this song sounds bigger than here to stay. Yeah. Well, yeah. well on the original leak, this was the first song. I could see that. So, yeah, I like these, uh, the, the crisp drums, it's got a nice crunch. The vocals, I saw Matt, your eyebrows went up on the, those verses there because it's, it's almost pretty. It's almost he's, pretty. He's singing. Mm-hmm. He, he's not growling. Not growling. He's not scatting. And he's not in his like normal, like, kind of, he's, you know, he's always had more of a, like a direct style. Yeah. And this is very like, no, I'm going to sing at you a little bit. Well, I wonder, did something happen in between issues 
and Untouchables. You guys, did something happen? I'm not sure. I, I think something did. I think it was called The Queen of the Damned. Oh, I was thinking of 9-11. <laughs> Listen, you guys always think of these big events. I'm thinking of small events <laughs> like the Queen of the Damned soundtrack. <laughs> that is, true. That is uh, true. But you know what? It would be crazy if 9-11 happened and Jonathan Davis is like, I got to sing pretty. Yeah. I got to pull this back a little bit. I got I to gotta, I gotta sing a little pretty, you guys. Yeah, I, I wrote this. Is great riff. Chorus is fire. Uh, songmeetings.com. We've got uh, 17 comments. Any that you enjoy, Jenny? I enjoy this. There's one commenter throughout who just thinks this album is okay. And they just keep saying, it's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this comment from Radio Corn, who said, my interpretation of this song is about someone who may have had a crush on one of his, her friends, but the relationship went sour because of the crush or something else. It doesn't necessarily have to be a crush, but just someone he, she cares about. So now things are ugly and they both hate each other. Although one of them still has a crush on the other. That's just my perspective. Ha ha. I'm going through something similar right now. And that <laughs> verse loathing, exploding, controlling, etc., describes my crush perfectly. That's one hell of a crush. Hey, wow. be careful with them crushes. Yeah. Loathing, exploding, controlling. It sounds like my crush. Yeah, I mean, sounds like a classic crush to me. Mm-hmm. All right, up next we have Hollow Life. This is the first song that I've heard from Corn that I thought they made this song. We're like, you know what? Let's uh, let's perform in a cathedral. <laughs> that's, right. That's what this song sounds like. It also has this synth sound that gives me a little bit of a Deadsy vibe. Oh but, yeah. But good. Jenny, what what do you think of Hollow Light? I I I wasn't able to listen to this album and not think about how pissed off people must have been when they heard it. <laughs> Um, I think it's an interesting song. It's definitely a departure for them. Yeah. Um, they're they're beepy boys. I was like, what are we, an orgy? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about this song. It's just mm. so weird to mm. hear it coming from Korn. And it's track four. Yeah. It's just kind of bizarre. It's like, it's a nice song, but mm. it's just so outside of what I would expect that... I'm not sure. And it is weird that it's the fourth track that we've gone from like something super heavy, something on the lighter side, something super heavy. And now this like beepy boy mm-hmm. sparkly sounds. Yeah. 
And part of me wonders if maybe there was a thought of maybe not so much the leak, but just like, hey, are you corn for life? Prove it. Listen to what we're doing here and not flinch. If you're if you're true, you true blue? I'm true blue. You fucking poser. Uh, true blue. You true blue? Totally true blue. All right. Um, <laughs> Don't waver. Um, um, com. Oh many, boy. many comments. 58 comments. People getting really heavy, Jenny. Oh, yeah. People getting <laughs> insanely heavy. I won't read the whole thing, but commenter Elias is like, <laughs> yeah. is there a God? <laughs> <laughs> like asking just like, is it? Is, is there a God? Is Jonathan asking that? I don't know. Uh, was there anything else that you liked in those comments? Uh, Elias was the one that really got me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of people being like, guys, hey, I know it's slow, but it's still good. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of They're that. making Asia, baby. That's right. Yeah. For every Deacon Blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, commenter Goolander. Um, I feel like this comment was written while he was incredibly stoned, like just sprawled on his couch with his laptop in front of him. He says, hey, guys, what up? W-A-D, what up? Yeah, this is my fave song from this album. Something three times this month. OMG. Each concerts were amazingly powerful. John is not the first rocker to croon. However, his first time crooning sounds hot. All right. Okay. And then either they fell asleep or they died. <laughs> either one is possible. <laughs> there's no, there's two, uh, yeah, it's only two options after you play, put a comment like that. Hey either guys. you're on your way out or you're, you're, you're taking a nap. What up? Okay. Uh, <laughs> what up? Oh, please don't bring that back, everybody. Oh, yeah. oh Matt. What, what up? up? What up? Let's talk about corn and Exxon. What up? What up? Jenny, what's next? Bottled up inside. Yeah. Go to 250. 250, you got it, buddy.
So for that breakdown, I can't uh, find any official confirmation, but the rumor amongst people on song meetings is that they're playing Twist underneath that breakdown. Really? Yes. I think it just sounds like scatting, but a couple of people are like, it's fucking Twist. It's Twist. It's hidden. Hidden Twist. But now that I know that, let's go back and I won't have the issues that I had Okay. prior. Let's see if we can hear some Twist under us. Could be. It's possible. It, 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 yeah. But let us also return to the Jonathan Davis school of scatting. He doesn't have a lot of variety in them scats. Theoretically, every scat is twist. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. More or less. Right? He, I mean, he's a big. Right. Like. And twist is special. You just want to throw it around willy nilly like that. Correct. Okay. So it could just be the scatting styles of one Jonathan Davis. Yeah. And maybe somebody just trying to find an Easter egg that isn't there. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which happens. Because he when he scats right in the middle of Freaking Unleash. He makes the same sounds that he makes in twists. The same shapes of sounds. The, yes. Like there's yeah. a Hanima yes. in there as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I mean he's he's a he's a he has a toolbox. He uses the tools. Sometimes he's hammering, sometimes he's Pulling a screw out. I don't know where to take yeah. his metaphor. And sometimes he's scatting. <laughs> sometimes he's scatting. Sometimes yeah. he's scatting, and sometimes he needs anima. Anima. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, what do you think of bottled up inside? Why are corn songs all so long? Jenny, there are like 150 songs in this one song. <laughs> For one, you've got seven strings on each of these. I guitars. know the I mean, strings need their if space. You adding extra string right that's that's 30 extra seconds per song for the string to sing you've got to play it you're gonna add that string and not play it <laughs> i guess you know what that's on me i am a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> that's a that is there are three extra strings total uh-huh you got the seven strings uh-huh. for monkey and head uh-huh. fieldy added a string right 30 seconds string that's a minute 30 on each song right. dedicated to the string sound plus if you think about it the vocal cord is a bit of a string of yeah. skin in your body he does have an extra vocal string. It, yeah as we've talked about jonathan davis has extra vocal cords everybody's got extra strings and what david's got an extra drumstick just laying around yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> if he needs it he's got it yeah um i i liked parts of this song mm-hmm. i i think that my gripe is that it kind of like, I think the riff is super cool and interesting. Why are we getting away from the riff? Just like mm. stick with the riff. And I understand that that's like Korn's thing is that they go into like the slower, like beepy, creepy stuff. Beepy, creepy stuff. Beepy, creepy. <laughs> Am I a mom? And I didn't know that. You <laughs> like, are. What's this beepy, creepy Why well, you stuff? guys listen to that beepy, creepy stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I made your brownies. <laughs> listen to your beepy creeps. Yeah, but I I don't know. I thought the riff was really cool. Uh, I liked the breakdown, but it felt like scattered to me, I Mm, guess. What do you think? I like the chug. I wrote, gimme chug. And I was, uh, I honestly, on this album, especially on this listen, which I mean, I've listened to this, I realized listening to this album, I've listened to this album like probably like 200 times. Just this one was kind of always in rotation. 
I really like JD's lyrics on this album. And so I was constantly just like really just paying attention to lyrics and how he was delivering them and everything. So, so really a lot of this is just Jonathan Davis's vocals and lyrics really carrying me through and a lot of stuff. So I didn't really even get mad because you are right. There is a common thing with Korn a lot of the times is that they will give you like the sickest fucking riff of all time and really make you love it and then take an extremely long time to get back to it. Because I remember thinking, I don't even know if I want to say this because it might set everybody off. I'm going to say it. Set it off. I'm going to set it it's off. It's too late now. It's too late now. But like, I love Blind. It's an amazing song. Mm-hmm. You get that riff up top. It's awesome. But then they go into the verses and you're like, when's that riff come back? Yep. And I know that's by design, but at the same time, it's like, give me that riff. <laughs> I was going to, with this song, I was going to mention Blind because it's kind of the thread of corn. Yeah. Is that they do that? That is what they do, and that is what drove me nuts about Corn. Besides the fact that I thought the first th- few records, it sounded like they were throwing instruments down the stairs. No, Matt, they were throwing instruments with seven strings down the <laughs> stairs. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I work Uh, with a guy who still just out of nowhere legitimately does it. No, he doesn't do that. He'll just be walking around and he'll go doobie doobie doo. Do you work with my dad? Because that's something my dad would do. No, he did it one day, and I thought like I I was like that's a weird thing for me to miss here, and then he did it again, and I was like, oh my god, I kind of love it. It's so fucking weird. I want to just see other people see it. <laughs> right. Like, but you, anyway. hear, you hear him go doobie doobie doo. <laughs> he's, he's still doobie doobie doing over he's, there. He's doobie doobie doing. All right. Up next, we have, I believe, to be the second single from this album, uh, Thoughtless. <laughs>
Jenny, thoughts on Thoughtless? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I like this song, mm-hmm. first and foremost. So apparently this song is about the Columbine High School shooting, but through the eyes of the murderers. Ooh. And I do remember hearing about that. Mm. Um, I usually don't watch videos, as you know, Lauren. I know, but, but I, was, I was like, you got to see this. You got to see this video. And you were right. <laughs> this video is fucking bonkers. From beginning to end. Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> hasn't he been through enough? Aaron Paul's in this video. Holy shit. I think this is pre... Is this... Oh, this is 2002, so it's pre-Breaking Bad yeah. by like five years. Like okay. this is. I watched Breaking Bad last year, so I oh, don't no, have like, any... Breaking Bad, I think, is like 09 or something like that. Yeah, it's it's much yeah. later. Yeah, so, so yeah. Jesse Pinkman uh, is getting bullied in school, yeah. and a, a series of wild-ass things happen. Um, the, the bitch bi- is also in this video. The bitch is in this video, and... Jonathan Davis's outfit. This is the most bananas Jonathan Davis outfit. He's serving full Brett Michaels. Bandana. <laughs> full jumpsuit. Yeah, it's like a leather what? jumpsuit or something. And then crazy contacts. Yeah. Red eye makeup around it. Unsettling every single time. Yeah. So... um, Jesse Pinkman is getting ridiculed at school. He gets like beat up by jocks and he's like, oh, and like every so often the members of corn singing will start to like press out of his skin. Yeah. And then he like orders some like escort. Well, well but, but she- before that, oh. he opens up his yearbook and Jonathan Davis is in his yearbook scream singing at him. That's right. And then he's like, oh, I got an idea. And this is when I, I had, felt i'd seen this video many times clearly i never made it to the end because then he's like oh let me pick up a yellow pages and then he flips to like an escort and i'm like wait what's happening what's about to happen in this music video and then jenny and then he goes to like prom and the escort is wearing some sort of like demonic jumpsuit that no, like no, comes no, no. to life. That's yeah. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Is I don't think she's wearing a jumpsuit. I think she's a demon woman. Oh okay, yeah, she's a demon. And then Aaron Paul just barfs all over everybody. Also, he's dressed like a pimp. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He looks like Mystery from that <laughs> yes. fucking reality pick, pick show. Up show. Pick up yeah, show. Yeah, the pickup yeah. artist. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt. Uh oh, Matt just pulled it up. Oh my God. So she is wearing a bodysuit with a demon, like, she's a got demon face on she's it. She's got demon titties. Yeah, the demon titties are like moving. Her eyes, the eyes of the demon are on her breasts. And then it goes down with the devil mouth wide open, mm-hmm. tongue everywhere. She's throwing the metal sign. Aaron Paul looks so uncomfortable in this screenshot I have. Well, Matt, something's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, he that's is gonna make he is uncomfortable because things are about to get a lot worse for him. Because he's about to enter a take on me video. Oh, Matt. No. No. Well, let, let, let's, let's let Matt just see what's about to happen. Also, can we talk about uh, my man Jonathan Davis's mustache? While I, uh, <laughs> I he, forgot about the mustache. the mustache. So much is going on in this video, you do forget about that mustache, which is, uh, yeah, just a little, uh, little thin. Um, and but it's shaved in the center. Yeah. So it is just wings. Yeah. He yeah. Just has wings. He's wearing like 
Yeah, he's wearing bandanas, but he also has a shirt that is the same pattern as the band blue bandana he's wearing. Where do you find a matching shirt bandana combo? Where do you buy that at? This is the type of things that rock stars get that we just normal people can't get. Yeah, you can't get it. All right. Did you see what happened? See what so happened? I'm fast forwarding now. I'm at the pool. I'm out of the pool. Oh, I forgot about the pool. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he goes in the pool, and, and for some reason, these jacks are like, let's drown him. Yeah, like... <laughs> okay. They're really committed bullies. <laughs> yeah, these guys are like, we gotta... Far more committed than the people who would just like, just look at me and be like, dyke. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the level of committed yeah. bully that we had at my school. Yeah, but apparently these guys are like, it seems like they're organized. Like, they're meeting up. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are we gonna antagonize this guy at school? Uh, Matt? Are you there? Do you I'm, see what happened? You see well, what I'm happened? watching Aaron Paul throw up over. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Everybody. He is just vomiting and vomiting and vomiting. And it's really gross vomit. Yeah. They really This did is it. this is the scene from Stand By Me times ten at the pie eating contest. Well, it seems like they were like, let's combine that with the ending of Carrie, but no one dies. There's just a lot of vomit. But instead, it's all a dream? Is it a dream, Jenny? I don't know. Here's the thing. If he just threw up on everybody, I'd say not a dream. But the demon lady with the winking boobs. <laughs> that that was real. That, oh, that was real? Oh, that, yeah. was that, real. Was real. that was real. My Honestly, the one thing that really cracked me up, though, was that he rolls in and at first when you see that he's going to get an escort it's like oh so he's going to like his idea is that he's going to show up to prom with like somebody really hot and it's going to show everybody but then he's dressed ridiculous and then everyone looks at him and everyone's looking on their faces like oh jeez ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. there is somebody who like mouths what are you doing <laughs> that's a day player who earned it <laughs> yeah yeah because, you know, the direction was just like, you're shocked because he's here and he's got a demon lady with, you know, demon tits. Just be upset. We don't need anybody going, what's up? We don't need any <laughs> of that. You know, the Budweiser frog show. Budweiser. <laughs> Bud. <laughs> Wiser. <laughs> Three are frogs. Gonna, are, are we going to do every single Super Bowl commercial in this episode? <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next song? <laughs> oh um, my god. The next song is uh hating.
Lauren. Matt, I have a question for you. Lauren. Is that thing at the beginning, mm-hmm. is that bass or is that one of those seven strings being run through some interesting pedals? Seven pedals. Seven pedals. That's something a lot of people don't know. Every string gets a pedal. So seven, seven pedals. So let's talk about that for a second. Sure. It could, you could absolutely process that sound through pedals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, there's a lot of manufacturers that kind of like make that type of sound. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is. I think we're introducing a synth line. Oh, what? shit. What does that mean? Well, to me, it means this. I'm, I recently um, had somebody send me through Twitter an interview that Jonathan did, either with Kerrang, but it was like a live interview. Yeah, I think it was with Kerrang. Yeah. And, you know, they the new metal question came up again because it always seems to come up like... It's us. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> We're really forcing the issue. But like, you know, where do you stand on that? And he's like, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Because I was always more into Duran Duran mm-hmm. and things along those lines. And this record right now feels more like him indulging in some of those more synthy, a little bit more electronic, still going to give you what you want with the guitars and the bass and everything. But like definitely kind of scratching that itch a little bit more studio perfectionism mm-hmm. you know like yeah. well i think that's also why this was such a big hit with the brits because they love their duran duran give them a little taste of that also my friend mccarty huge duran duran fan this is his favorite corn album i'm not surprised yeah. i'm not surprised so yeah i would say that it's it's much more in that headspace mm-hmm of like more of a sprawling instead of like the insular isolated darkness that you've had until you got to kind of follow the leader, which was a little bit more of a party record. Mm-hmm. And then the last record issues was a little bit of a darker, but it wasn't, it's not like the first corn record, which right. is just like, Oh my God, woefully bleak. Right. Jenny, uh, first I want to say what's up. I want to know what you think of this song. I'm not really. Sh- I thought it was interesting for sure, but mm-hmm. again, I'm like these songs are so long. Yeah, that's a five minute, ten second song. Too long. These songs are too long for me. Too long for Jenny. I'm sure that members of Corn and fans of this album care. I will tell you, there are some interesting takes on what the song is about on Song Me. Yes. One of which I'm not even going to read, but <laughs> just. Suffice it to say that one, this phrase appears in the song meanings comment. His nutsack has formed into star. <laughs> I'll let you go look at that one. Yeah, you can go look at that one on your own time. Uh, but that does seem to be comedy gold, so I'm, uh, I'm good with it. Now, Mega Madman has a quote he says is from Jonathan Davis, where Jonathan said, I mean, basically, this whole thing is about how I've been hating everything for so long. And I think that's just basically negative energy that I've just uh, that I've been just putting out. And it's interesting because that seems to be sort of like an acknowledgement of like, hey, you know, what's that line? You meet an asshole in the morning. They're the asshole. If you keep, keep meeting assholes all day, you're the asshole. 
sort of like, hey, I'm putting all this negative energy out and I'm still, I'm feeling negative. Oh, am I part of the problem? Mm. You know, coming to that level of self-awareness. Good for JD. Good for you, JD. Good for you. All right. Up next, we've got one more time. I've always liked this one. This always felt like the, the as the album went on, this was like a pick me up. Like, oh, here we go. You know, it's a good head nodder. It's got a it's got an A plus chorus. I wrote in my notes and a good pre chorus too. And I think this should have been a single. I'm a little surprised this wasn't a single. This hmm. this one, it's got a good up on it. And you know what? I think we can all agree. Like, if Thoughtless is really about what everyone says it's about. You know, in retrospect, maybe not the best choice. And yeah, one more time, much more what I, I think also maybe more uh, representative of the album because we've got the weird noises, but it's a bit more up, but it still gives you that idea of like, we're making weird noises, we're doing different things, we're getting more experimental. But maybe, I mean, Jenny, is this chorus too pop? It's 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 an extremely poppy song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I like this song, Mm -hmm. but it just, to me, it sounds like a pop song. Corn mm. doing a pop song. Mm. Popcorn. Popcorn. There it is. There it is. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Well, first and foremost, everybody. What's up? What's up? I felt like this was the spiritual successor to Make Me Bad. Mm. It, it feels like stylistically continuing in, in that vein. Uh, the chorus is fairly similar to Make Me Bad. And I kind of needed it at this point in the record. Mm-hmm. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. Yeah, dilly dilly, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And a comment from Mega Madman once again on song meanings. Another quote from JD saying it's basically about these feelings always chasing me like I have an alter ego, which does lend precedence, Matt, to what you were saying about it being a spiritual sequel to make me bad about this thing of like, you know, changing me, making me bad. Here is I have this alter ego, you know, that's here it is one more time to fuck my shit up. Yeah, there seems to be the, these comments devolve pretty quickly. And again, I won't read the full thing, but I will let you know that here's a little quote from one of the comments. I'm going to stick my dick through your ears. So classic. Yeah, classic. There you have it. All right. 
All right, up next, the third single from this record, Alone I Break. on Alone I Break. It's a very dramatic song. I don't think you'll be surprised to hear that Monkey and Head used custom 14-string guitars tuned to a flat G-sharp to create a wide chorus sound. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 14-string guitars. And just reading Wikipedia. 28 strings. Yeah. Incredible. Plus, as we've already established, every string gets its own pedal. Where do you stand? <laughs> There's so many goddamn pedals. Literally unfucking possible. <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. I guess this song is about Jonathan Davis wrestling with the idea of like, are you still a man if you have sad feelings? Which I actually kind of like. Yeah. Um, and he says it's one of his favorite songs that they've ever done. And it was something that was like a big departure for them. Mm-hmm. And he wrote it at his house before he put a studio in there. Oh, there you go. There it is. I was shocked when they picked this as the third single. I remember there was a big thing in MTV. They had a contest where they you could um, direct the corn video. That was the contest. And then all these amateur filmmakers sent in, and then this guy won. And then they did like a whole like making the video with it. And all it was was that this guy, this dude, in over his fucking head, Fieldy giving him shit the whole time, and then everyone going, well, everyone going. Fieldy's always hard in every director. And so this is part of the course. The Fieldy's going to give this guy shit. And then watching the video, it's pretty clear that either they didn't have the budget for some of the things they wanted to do, or the members of Corn were like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> because, Jenny, did you watch the video for mm-hmm. this one? The premise is that Corn uh, is performing, and then all of a sudden, like halfway through the video, Jonathan Davis is like, what's going on i'm pissed and he like pushes monkey and monkey's like hey and then jonathan davis just walks out and it's very tense because they're all in this mansion it's being watched by all these like tiny cameras and then jonathan davis is just sitting in his room and he wrecks his room he just trashes it and then he says you know what i'm done with these guys i'm gonna kill every member of corn except 
budgetary issues may prevent these kills from looking cool. <laughs> so let's see. Let's walk through it. So Monkey is taking a bath, as one does. Jonathan Davis walks in, casually tips a lamp into the bathtub. Mm-hmm. We do not see the lamp enter the bathtub. We just get a flash image on the screen and Jonathan Davis looking menacing and then walking out. But you don't see like an electrified body or anything like that. So, okay. Then my favorite, well, no, my second favorite. Head is taking a phone call on his flip phone out on the balcony. Jonathan Davis walks up behind him. And what do we see? Just shoves him. <laughs> we don't even get a shove. You oh, see we his don't. hands go on his shoulders, hard fade. Oh, I don't remember that part. And then it cuts to the ground, like a view from the ground. Jonathan Davis looking down and then Jonathan Davis throwing the cell phone down. Right. Which then was like, you've insinuated something super awesome happened. Because what did he do? He pushed Head off the balcony while Head was on the phone, but grabbed his phone before it could fall and then threw it after. That'd be sick to see. I can only imagine it in the theater of the mind. (laughs) Then, in what had to be some sort of contractual flex, he goes to kill David. And David is in bed with not one, but two women. Yeah, he's having a threesome. Wait. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Is this a special occasion? This just (laughs) seems to be a normal day for David. It was his half birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is it half birthday? Wait a minute. You're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I, 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 help me understand. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, what up? Also, <laughs> what up to you? Uh, you're telling me David Silvera is in a bed with two ladies and it's not, there's no party happening? No. There's, it's, it's like they every a, day is Halloween. Listen, David's in bed with two ladies while Monkey is taking a bath. And Head is taking a personal phone call. And we haven't even gotten to where Fieldy's at yet. Oh, boy. Which, buckle up. Okay. So, does Jonathan have to kill the ladies, too? That is uncertain. All I know is that he grabs... Here's the thing. Jonathan Davis is fucking running Mission Impossible, whatever's nearby he's using. Grabs a pillow. Smothers David. Neither of these ladies help. And neither of these... You know what? He may have smothered them. I don't know. Could have been a triple homicide. Could have been single. You're telling me... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait. Wait. Jonathan Davis commits triple homicide? And it's not even his birthday? (laughs) No. Or half birthday? He's just doing it. So, finally, he's got one guy left to take out. And it's Fieldy. It's boy Fieldy. And Fieldy, Jenny, he's making dinner. He's making spaghetti bolognese. Yes. According to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my favorite kill. He walks in and Fieldy is Fieldy is like in the zone. Like I feel like Fieldy was like, I'm gonna make something for real. Like I gotta get ingredients. Like we gotta do this. So Fieldy's making he's making stuff. He realizes he misses an ingredient. He walks away. And he's so in the cooking zone, which now, I cook a lot now, and so I know that when you're just in the zone and you're not paying attention to what's like going on, you're just there. So Jonathan Davis is able to walk in and sprinkle poison into uh, the bolognese. Into the bolognese. And then Jonathan Davis, what does he do, Jenny? He turns and he looks right into the camera and he smirks. 
because he did it. He killed them all. And then, and then Fieldy eats some of the bolognese and then just lays his little head down and dies. Just tips right over. And that is the Alone I Break video. <laughs> I just want to say to everybody listening, what's up? What's up? All right. Up next is Embrace. Great stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, I come back to your sequencing comment from earlier. I needed this a little bit up in the track list. Listen, Matt, are you true blue corn? Are you some fair weather? You know I'm a fair weather. <laughs> <laughs> this should not be. You know I'm fair weather. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing. They're weeding them out. They're putting their synthy boys and their bloopy boys and their experiments up front. But if you take the journey, you will be rewarded with some crunch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good crunch reward. You know you're in for a treat when the first lyric is, blood is pouring, sleep is boring. <laughs> That's it, baby. Let's fucking go. Wake up. Time to die. Time to <laughs> <laughs> Yep. There is a 100% plant or narc in the comments. Let's talk about this narc. Oh, let's, okay. talk about, let's talk about this, the narc. This narc, their username is chaos207. Oh, Jesus. Here's chaos's comment. It's just about the hate contained inside a person. It brings you down and tears you apart no matter how strong you are. The new corn Untouchables is definitely the hottest new CD of the summer. If you like it loud, pick it up. <laughs> That's what chaos207 Matt, Matt, you look so mad about this narc. I am. You're so mad about this narc. Fucking narc. Oh, man. Matt, I know you fucking hate a narc. (sighs) Nothing makes me angrier. Nothing. Not a thing in the world makes you angrier. Oh, yeah. The hottest new CD of the summer. If you like it loud, pick it up. (laughs) Harmony House. (laughs) Chaos 207 here. It's just me, a chaotic person. Hottest new CD of the summer. If you like it loud. 
Pick it up. Pick it up. Devil's little sister rolled back in, said, hmm, interesting song. Immediately, I'm like, not a plant. This is a real weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Said, makes me think of several different things at once. I definitely think that suicide is in there and that the message is kind of, life sucks for me. I'm hurting and I can't make it stop no matter what I do, so I'm just going to kill it. It describes how you can go running through life and either thinking that you're doing all right so long as you keep trying to fight the crap or thinking that you're getting away from the pain. But you really aren't. The next thing you know, you're running headlong into it. A wall of problems and shit that keep you from moving forward. When I think about it, I imagine climbing up the wall in an attempt to get over it, work through the problems. Then I get the feeling the climber realizes they made a mistake in trying to take this task on, yet can't go back now. It's too late to run off in a new direction, and so now you're screwed. Death seems the best way out, but I also somehow imagine that there's someone, a loved one, is involved somehow, and the singer wants them to either come with them to the afterlife or void beyond or whatever he believes waits for him or is saying to them that they have had their chances to make it good but didn't take it when they should have. Don't ask. I'm weird. I'm probably wrong on everything. The devil's little sister. But then they said, if you like it loud, pick it up. (laughs) If you like it loud, pick it up. No, I'm probably wrong about everything, except for that Corn's Untouchables is the hottest CD, CD of the, of the summer. summer. Give the gift of music. <laughs> also, here's the website for my music store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jenny, you like this one. Yeah. I didn't already ask you that? I, uh, I don't remember. It's implied. Anything <laughs> yeah. that crunchy. Everything that crunchy. Oh, boy. Oh it's boy. the hottest CD of the summer. Oh, that's right. It pick is the hottest it CD. Up. If you like it loud, pick it loud. What's up? Sorry. Okay. Uh, all right. Up next is Beat It Up Right, which is about <laughs> masturbating standing up. Everybody grab your Christmas socks. Everybody, this song's about some freaky sex. All right. So I remember hearing this song. Jenny, <laughs> Jenny looks so troubled by this. I mean, these lyrics. I mean, where do we start, Jenny? It's like the least sexy song that's just about fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, I believe them. I mean, this might as well be a documentary. 
Um, yeah, there isn't a part of this that feels like fallacy. No, no. If anything, this is like for a guy who's trafficked so much in sort of just imagery of sadness, like not a lot of literalness all the time. This one is like, oh, let me tell you about a very specific BDSM situation I was involved in. <laughs> the first lyric is, are you ready for a good pounding baby? And then I'll be honest, I've been listening to this album for many, many years. I've never looked at the lyrics before <laughs> just to know that the chorus. Oh, no. Is, I don't know if that's the pre-chorus or the chorus, but the line is he's yelling ass up high. Make a motherfucker cry. It's so good that I could die. Help me stay alive. This is some really good sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then you get into the second verse. He's like, I'm ready for a good flogging. <laughs> And come beat my ass till it's bleeding, baby. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's been bad. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite comment. Yes. There are so many, but oh, man. my favorite comment is uh, by I don't even know how to pronounce it, so I'm not even gonna try. It's just a bunch of vowels. Uh, but it's John's pussy song. Sadomasochistic <laughs> and bondage is involved with his fetishes. <laughs> if you like it loud. Pick it up. Yeah. And then M. Pleach says, kick ass song. It's about freaky sex. Beat my ass just for fun. Definitely a freaky sex song. Jonathan is the man when it comes to freaky sex songs. (laughs) (laughs) So that is count them. One, two, three. Mentions of freaky sex song. This is a freaky sex song. Freaky sex song. Um, I found a comment from Princess, and then she has a little emoji of a crown. This song rules. And then there was someone named Punk Rock Girl who was talking some shit about corn. She says, to Punk Rock Girl or whatever. I like punk rock, and I, too, never used to like corn. But show appreciation to a band that cares about the music. The way they play the guitar may not be exactly punk rock, but it is exactly what a lot of grungers, garibos, or whatever the fuck we choose to call ourselves strive for. It just shows you, obviously... Ain't as an individual, and uh, you are obviously ain't as individual and into real music played by people with real instruments as you'd like. You don't even have to like the song, just the sounds it makes anyway. This song is just amazing. It's totally different to a lot of the stuff I've heard by Korn, and I must say, it's a classic song. I'm addicted to it, and I only heard it for the first time today. Laters. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, where where uh, you are a bunch of grebos, grungers, grungers, or whatever. Garbage men. <laughs> ga, 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 ga. Yeah, wackadoos, <laughs> doobie dooby doos, whatever you want to call yourselves. Hey, whatever you want to call yourself, if I see you, I'm just going to say, what's up? What's up? All right. Up next is Wake Up Hate.
am the fire starter. Wicked fire starter. Track 12. <laughs> hey, I thought uh, that was a Matt Noss special there. Yeah, that definitely felt like a Matt Noss special. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we got this industrial vibe. I mean, this stomp. I wrote in- industrial vibe on the attack. I enjoyed it. I like that one. You did glow stick hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was instant, like... Well, we had a little bit of an Amen-esque breakbeat in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just like, wow, this is this is an industrial track. Yeah, this one, I wrote a late album crusher. Jenny, thoughts on Wake Up Hate? Again, this album is just like wild and all over the place. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> a weird sex song, mm-hmm. Wake Up Hate. Yeah. Just trying stuff out here. Just figuring it out. Yeah. There were some accusations in these comments, Jenny. Mm. Fucking wild from Otsigo Dead. He said, When I first heard this, I was like, eh, they're trying to be slipknot. Then I realized Korn could never stoop to that level. And now I love this song, obviously about being tired of love and deciding to live to hate. There's a lot going on in that comment. A lot going on. That person's letting you in by putting up a wall. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, here, here's a little bit about me. Don't come near. <laughs> right. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, go away. That's my that's my note to you. Uh, here's all you need to know. Don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> Literally, this person has never said what's up oh, ever. Cheese no. Chi is here. Uh, we've seen comments from Chi before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She says, Well, it's not twist, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, bright side. All right. You know what? That's how I listen to most songs. I'm like, not twist, but okay. it's okay. It's okay. You know, you put on Abbey Road, you're like, it's not twist, but okay. But okay. You're like, Untouchables is the hottest new CD of the summer. If you like it loud, pick, pick it, it up. up. There is a Mega Madman once again saying, I found what John was saying about this song. This whole song is a fuck off. It's a song about feeling hopeless, how kids have no reason to live anymore. What do they have to fucking live for? Back when I was growing up, there were lots of opportunities for kids that seemed to have fallen off. They skirt through school and get meaningless jobs or just go kill people and rob and shit. It's about starting a riot, really fucking rebelling. Wow, JD. Wow. Got him. Quick cue. Yeah. yeah. How respectful of our time is this record? Oh. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> Use this, my full uh, name. Matthew. Matthew Thomas Noss. <laughs> Not right. You know of my middle name. We are never getting your middle name right, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Benjamin Noss. We are never getting your, last, your middle uh, name right. God, okay. uh, it, it's 65 <laughs> minutes long. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long one. Because it's a three quarters of an old dog. song is... Too long. Yeah, the uh, shortest song in this album is three minutes and twelve seconds, which was "Wake Up Hate." Because once "Wake Up," once "Hate's Up," you're like, "We're done here. You <laughs> work right. it up. You're out of here." But yeah, most other songs are four uh, four minutes plus. So yeah. All right. Up next, we've got "I'm Hiding."
Oh, hey. Crowlar, what's up? Uh, what's up? Uh, this song's called I'm Hiding. Uh, yeah, it is. It's all my baby. I know, you've been hiding in the bushes this summer, and I don't know if you've heard, but the hottest CD of the summer is Corn Untouchables. Should I pick it up? You like, you it, like loud? it loud? I do like it loud. Oh. Pick it up. You gotta pick it up. All right. Uh, how you guys been? You know... Been trying to jerk off into a sock for weeks. <laughs> well, gotta go. All right. Wow. Wow. Jenny, you got. You what got... would it be worse if Prowler went? Oh, I know. <laughs> same. Same. Very same. much same. Oh man. It be. <laughs> <laughs> it me. Oh man. Uh, me monster. <laughs> Uh, I wrote in my notes for this song that it's a grinding dirge made up of weird noises and gurgling. And I think is, that's apt. And it always, this is the one song in the album that always felt like filler to me. Everything else like felt like was like some interesting experimentation or like a cool rocker or a song where Jonathan Davis has ass whipped during sex. Like, okay, I understand why they're here. But this one, I don't, I don't get it. It's kind of slow. And it just, at this point, I don't even, I don't even know where you would put this anywhere in the album where I wouldn't think it was not a dirty boy that I would want to get through. Jenny? Mm, yeah, it wasn't really for me. Especially the album is so goddamn long. Like I know that they spent a ton of money making <laughs> it and it took a dollars. long time. And they're putting it all on. It's all there. it's all there, man. Yeah. I, I didn't really care for the song. Then I guess we are on the last song of the album. That's right. It's called No One's There. Tempo boy to take us out. Yeah, this is a 
big Queen of the Damned vibe on this song. Big Queen yeah. of the Damned. This is a big Snake Arms type of song. Um, and I enjoy it. It's a good closer. I think this makes sense as a closer. I wouldn't have put this anywhere else in the album. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. Take that. Jan- Matt, did you like this one? I did. Um, I did feel like, okay, this is kind of, it feels triumphant. Mm-hmm. It feels like, oh, okay. Yep. We did it. We came and we, we corned it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? They did corn it up. They you know what? They made they made the hottest record of the summer. Mm-hmm. And if you like it loud. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Quick cue. Uh-huh. Why no bagpipes, bro? Whoa. Mm. Why no bagpipes? There's not a note of bagpipes on this record. You know what? Let's talk about this now. This record doesn't sound like Issues. Issues doesn't sound like Follow the Leader. These are a band that's experimenting. Jonathan said, you know what, the bagpipes? Putting it in my bagpipe holder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, keep going. I'll, and I'll come back to these when I need them. But right now, I mean, you know what, though? Maybe, maybe he got the bitch and that became the focus. Right, because if you get bagpipes too near the spiky titties of the bitch <sighs> right mm. you that, could purse you could burst a, a sack you could burst a, <laughs> you sack. Burst a sack i don't want to do that um there are a lot of comments in songminis.com but uh this is i, I think a very fitting one to, to close out the episode um it's from commenter banana phone 05 who said uh, my interpretation of this song can be summed up in one paramount line that the entire song builds up to trapped inside me for all time According to the famous psychologist Viktor Frankl's existential analysis, each of us are alone. We are the sole inhabitors of our minds, selves, and physical bodies. Since your mind, body, and life is all you have, he said, you should work to improve them. However, if you don't like yourself, your life, or your body, well, that just sucks because you aren't going to swap them with anyone else. Another concept in this song is meaninglessness. Many people equate the meaning of life with wealth or fame, all of which will be lost upon death. The, quote, greedy people who keep, quote, fucking with people's minds to do so in vain, for they will lose it all upon death. Of course, another meaning could be suicide, despite the fact that's what people say for every other corn song. It could also mean simply moving away from troubles and people that cause them. Whatever the meaning, this song kicks ass, and you don't need a renowned psychologist to tell you that. Because the hottest album of the summer is Untouchables. If you like it loud, pick it up. What's yeah, up? What's up? And that just bring us to. Wait a minute. Oh, shit. You're right. There's a secret song. It's a remix of Here This Day. 89X played it a lot. There's really nothing to say about it. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Unless you guys <laughs> had something to say about T-Ray's mix. Bud. <laughs> Wise. <laughs> <laughs> dilly dilly, motherfucker. Oh, boy. <laughs> Cannon talk. There it is. Jenny, why don't you start for us? I... I don't know. I think this is a good album, but I don't know that I would put much outside of Here to Stay and Thoughtless in there. Um, The Thoughtless video has to go in there. Oh, in the canon, not like the junk drawer or anything like that? (laughs) I don't know where to put it. (laughs) Set it down and we'll find a place (laughs) for it. We'll find a place for your Thoughtless video. Um, But at the same time, I thought this was a really interesting album. I thought it sounded great. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that 
I, I like that they experiment and do all sorts of different stuff in here. Um, I think I like that it's a little bit more on the poppy side, um, but there is still a good amount of crunch. Um, here to stay and thoughtless, I'd put in the canon, uh, but I'm curious to hear both of your thoughts. I mean, uh, you crossed I, your arms when I said that, so oh, I feel I'm like just, I have. I'm an just idea. repositioning my body. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, this is. A, I think it's a very good corn album, and it's like it's such a pleasing listen. I think because while it is huge, it is also slick in a lot of ways. I mean, it had to be. It's a four million dollar record, and it just sounds so huge and cool. And in a way, even though it is 65 minutes long, I generally never really felt the oppressive nature. And I think that is actually attributed to the strangeness of the track listing. Like it is weird to have these slow tracks early on and these heavy ones in the back, but it makes it a ride because you're not checking out because the next song is going to completely flip your lid. So it's a journey that you're not going to quit on as opposed to like some of the, I mean, yeah, those earlier corn albums, you're like, you get to the back half. You're like, I, I got it. I can get out of here. I'm not going to sit through daddy, you know? And so for me, this was always like a very easy listen, very fun. And yeah, so for me, I was I was thinking the whole thing. I put the whole thing in. Man, hmm. nice. I was not thinking put the whole thing in. Okay. I'm a little more aligned with Jenny on this one. Hearing it for the first time with you guys right now, cover to cover-ish, musically is a radically different record than nearly everything that they've done before. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking a lot of risks and they're doing a lot of things outside of what they normally do. Right. But there is a core thematic cornness that the album maintains. Thematically, it is the same corn that you, we've had for a lot of records. Sure, yeah. I'm not bowled over by the record to be like it's an instant put in. Hmm compared to issues which i think we put in whole cloth whole thing, yeah. and uh follow, follow the leader lead. which was our first record to go in whole cloth you know because wake up hate i loved it mm-hmm. kind of more of an industrial track okay. you know it's kind of if it's the new metal canon and it's example exemplary ugh, if it's a good example <laughs> I just can't say words. Yeah. If it's a good example of style, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a great example of the new metal style. Hmm. I do think it's a great example of where uh, where the forefathers of the genre took it mm-hmm. or could go with it. But I'm not like, yeah, put the whole thing in there. I'm holding back. So, All right. So you're saying here to stay and thoughtless. If there were others that you would want to make a case for, I could see that. I mean, alone, I, I'm sorry, uh, one more time, I feel like. And, guys, we're not going to put Beat It Upright in the canon. <laughs> I don't think we can put Beat It Upright in the canon. <laughs> You're like, we can't take Beat It Upright anywhere. No. <laughs> All right, so here to stay and thoughtless. That's where we stand. Okay. There you have it. Are we satisfied? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm willing to compromise. I mean, we all agree. Here's the thing: we all agree here to stay. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. And Thoughtless is a concert staple, and it has one of the most bananas fuck videos we've ever seen. I mean, that's as good a reason as any. <laughs> Do you uh, feel good about that, Lauren? Um. I guess my one pushback is that 
they are experimenting. They're changing up things while still maintaining what I feel is like an essential new metalness and cornness that they can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. That still is all over this while still trying to have pretty vocals and you know big sound and big production and and weird bloopy boys and all that type of stuff that we'll probably never encounter again on their records or anybody else's records which i think makes this a very unique one also guys this is the hottest album of the summer and if you like it loud you should pick Pick it 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 up pick it up pick it up uh, you have me reconsidering, Lauren. Mm-hmm. And here's where you have me reconsidering because you're saying the concept of the record and the way that they executed the record is in a way the highest point that they could get to. In a way, yeah. I mean, the thing is that they 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 have made other records that are good and really good, but none that sound like this, none that sound this big. And... I mean, this is this is catching them at sort of like, I mean, to steal a term from another podcast, like their Apex Mountain. Like they they were able to make a four million dollar record and nobody blinked. Everyone's like, sure, yeah, keep sending corn money, yeah, keep their team entertainer, yeah, let's do it, whatever they want to do, make the record of your dreams. This is the record of corn's dreams. They have all the unlimited resources. They have a top tier producer working with them. You can do whatever they want, and they did it. I won't say the boys did it again. In a way, the boys did it for the first time. Hmm. Is it the new metal Asia or is it the new metal pet sounds? Wow. Wow. I think we can all agree the new metal pet sounds is chocolate starfish. There you go. <laughs> it's true. Um. I don't know. Now I'm more torn than ever because I could see it going in whole cloth based on that argument, but I'm still happy with thoughtless and here to stay may i remind you that it has melting children on the front cover that is a great point i don't feel strongly that the whole thing shouldn't go in i'm just especially when it comes to corn albums Mm -hmm. i try to be sensitive of past decisions (laughs) that will yes uh i mean i guess there were probably 56 strings on this there there is so many strings so many strings we're talking countless strings every string gets its own pedal there's nowhere to stand you have to basically stand on a platform over your pedals and then step down it's very inconvenient you have to be on stilts yes Uh oh yeah oh that's oh don't bring up the stilts man don't blow this don't bring up the stilts i can see where you're coming from i can see your argument um this is not a hill i'm willing to die on Okay. Say, throw it in there. All right. Let's throw it in there. Let's do it. Let's throw it in there. Let's throw it in. It's the hottest album of the summer. You like it loud. Pick Pick it it up. up. It's in the new metal canon. With the note of this is the Apex Mountain type. Mm, It needs that kind of thing. It's like it is this band taking their format to preposterous heights. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I like to say, was up. Was was up. Was up. Dilly dilly. Indeed. Bud. Wise. <laughs> it is indeed the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
Keep saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Roach Coach on all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Head on over to roachcoach.com. Get yourself a sweet Roach Coach tea so you can rep the roach all over town. And, you know, don't forget, we're always looking for five-star reviews on iTunes because we're true in this thing called the Twisted Two Hundo. Twisted Two Hundo. The Hundo Never Dundo. Never Dundo. And when we get 200 reviews on iTunes, we're going to do an episode all about the horrorcore group Twisted, who I found out, I don't know how to spell their name. There's a Z, not an S. That is correct. And I got corrected by some juggalos. And I accept, I accept that correction. Uh, so yeah, we get we get two hundred reviews. We'll do a twisted app. We don't know what album yet. We're still figuring it out. We're still a ways away. We got time. We got a lot of time. But uh, until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.